Philadelphia. I'm Joel Embiid. Like, I want the ball. You can use John with anything. You could be like, yo, hey, them Johns is hot. Them, your shoes, you know what I'm saying? So it can mean anything. Welcome to this week's edition of The Fly Zone. I am one of your hosts, Deshaun The Connect Carter, and I'm joined with the beautiful and lovely Candace R. McLean with a fresh haircut. So, thank you. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> Welcome to The Fly Zone, people. This is episode 21. 21. Legal drinking age. Y'all been y'all been thugging it out with us for almost a month for almost uh, a month now. And we are at the legal drinking age episode. We can get into the club now because we're 21. We are 21. In. All right. I mean, give us our flowers or we can still smell them. And if you are wondering, you can follow us on all social media platforms. On Instagram, we're at the dot flies on Twitter. We are at the fly zone. Make sure you tap in with us each and every week. We will have some things jumping on the YouTube channel. So look out for that. Can where can they find us at on um the, the platform as far as the Spotify, the iTunes, stuff like that? If you want to listen to us while you're sitting there listening to your DMX uh, rotation this week, RIP, you can listen to us on switch from DMX on Spotify. To the flies on Spotify, also on Google Podcasts, on iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, now it's like Sean said, the YouTube pl- YouTube platform as well. We are everywhere. You know, you better be there. You better be there. If you ain't here, you ain't nowhere. Remember that. Uh, I'm glad you said that too, Cam, because we definitely got to take uh, at least like the next 30 seconds out just to shout out my big dog, DMX. Rest in peace, man, to a freaking legend, bro. <laughs> what? Don't get me barking on this like, joke. Yeah, Don't get me exactly. barking on this joke. <laughs> Rest in peace to a legend, man. The X, X was. Yep. I don't know about you. I know you listen to X. And I know you rock with X. But for me, being a kid, it was like it started with my dad. He was an X fan, of course, which made me an X fan. So I would literally, he even tells stories to this day about me being in the backseat of his car while he driving, and he like, I hear like a little voice, like, what the, hell? what is that voice? And he's like, and it's me in the backseat rapping like every word. So it's dark and hell is hot. <laughs> X was my man, man. That that he was I, the I best. I felt that one. He was the best, and you knew he was genuine. Like he yeah. was beyond. He was a true artist. I mean, every all his iconic lines. You like he's like, who, who are you, bitch? You fucking him. I mean, the, <laughs> the intros, the interlude. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yo, X was a legend, man. X is a legend. Yeah. I'm not gonna say was. X is a legend, man. Uh, rest in the peace. prayer. He did the prayers. Every single thing, and obviously, like you know. A true, le- I'm telling you, you know, obviously, you know, you know, they used to try to censor. We listened to a little when you're younger, a little bit. My parents, mm-hmm. I had to hide, a, I had to hide to listen to him, but when I listened to, I listened to him, hard. Yeah, he still got it in, <laughs> yeah. still got it in. And I, and I had a Rough Riders jersey with the shimmery jersey. I had a Rough Riders jersey, yes, I did. <laughs> I never knew that. <laughs> ah, ah. Rough Riders shimmery, shimmery jersey. You crazy. I had, the I had the Rough Riders, I had the Rough Riders. <laughs> you talking about yo nobody had the energy like x had energy ener- x no. energy unmatched to this day unmatched mm-hmm. to this day mm-hmm. man. shout out to the legend dmx man yes all right so let's jump into the thick of this stuff you hear me all right so can let's be let's be real right i'm gonna ask you a question this is off the this off the top i'm gonna ask you a question mm-hmm. how do you see or what do you, how do you feel rather than how do you see how do you feel about the sixers today currently just your state of mind right now and where you at right now at 6 41 on this monday Evening, what's your headspace as far as the Sixers? Um, I feel bad for Joel Embiid. Uh, <laughs> this is what I'm gonna say. I can't. I, I understand because, like, I usually just watch me play 2K. I know what it is to carry some people who are not doing what you're doing out on the floor. <laughs> so I know what it means oh, to you carry a team. What you talking about? What, what, what you playing? In 2K player mode, right? 2K, 2K21, yeah, player mode, career mode. I'm point guard. I'm carrying. I'm carrying the Pelicans. Zion got the corner. You can't pop a three. Make the three. If you want to get out the corner. Get out the corner. And I know what it is. I know what it is to be great. <laughs> and you I'll just, score. you just can't carry oh, any further. So, because somebody talked to me the other day, and it was like, oh, you know, well, if Embiid stays consistent, I said, let me stop you there. Embiid has been consistent. Embiid has I'm been playing at the level. Who said he hasn't been? You already know, your uncle. And he, not to say he hasn't. He said if he stays. I'm tired of this if with Embiid. Yeah. Embiid has been everything consistent. He's been everything we asked him to do. We don't have to keep saying, well, if he stays this way. He's been in attack mode all year. We can stop with this training rules or this lack of confidence in Embiid. He is not the issue. When he's on the floor, he's they, nobody can guard him. He's doing his job. The problem is, and we'll get into later with Simmons or anything else, the problem is nobody else is consistent. Who else on this team is a walk-in bucket that you know when they come? Sixes play, the Sixers play a night against the Mavericks. 
who else in this team besides Embiid? Do you know it's hundred percent gonna show up tonight? Like you can say he's showing up tonight. Nobody. You can't say that every day. Nobody. You can't say that every week. You don't know if it's Danny Green gonna get hot. The bias gonna do his thing. The Simmons is gonna be aggressive. Seth Curry vanishes and shows up. I mean, the only person who's actually giving you the 25, 30 point game consistently is Embiid. So it's Embiid and great coaching from Doc. Doc is doing his coaching part. And it's everybody else who show up when they show up and when they don't, they don't, they don't cork my eyes, do something and shake. He's having a 10 turnover game that he not. I don't got time. So reality is I feel like we're a good team. We're beyond that. We have a great coach. We're beyond that. We have a, we have the best player in the NBA. Yeah, I said it. We're beyond that hurdle. The playoffs itself, we will not win with Embiid in these random, not a series. We'll win series, of course. We won't win the championship. All right, wait. I'm going to stop you right there. I don't want to say too much yet. I feel you, though. I feel the same exact way. I feel the same exact way. I feel like I feel like we kind of – I don't think we didn't play ourselves, but we got so wrapped up in their early success that we felt – I felt that – I think that we're now – it's like we realized – we're coming to, like, the realization of, like, they're playing good basketball. But this may not necessarily be a good team. I feel like we got – outside of MB. Tobias. We're a good team. But this is a great team. Hear me, out. Hear me out. I think outside of Embiid, Tobias, I got Phil Ben in there. Nobody's really like a Seth what Danny Green used to be. But no, like you said, they're not contributing on a consistent level. And to me, that means you're that's a role player to me. Like that's a role player. You come off the bench. Nobody's nobody's why does that mean we're not a good team enough on a nightly basis to make them like, yeah, like that, like that team that's like you don't think they're a good team? When I say a good team, I'm talking about winning. I'm not talking, yeah, yeah, they're competitive. Yeah, we're the number one team in the East. Basketball team. I'm talking about, when I say good team, I mean a good team. I'm talking about playoffs, winning the championship. I'm not talking about just being good. Because, okay, season. they're a good team. We don't know if they're a championship caliber team, but they're a good team. Whatever. All right. We're beyond, we're beyond they're that. A good team. I'm talking about, we're beyond, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm talking about beyond, beyond, beyond just being good. Like, there's levels. Like, yeah. you can be, like, I just want to be clear that we are a good team. Good. I'm not, but when you're talking about competing on the, the playoffs, when you got to beat a team four times, to win a championship, that's what I'm talking about. When they go up against those teams, that's when they, I think that's when it kind of shows. No, we're good enough. We're more talented, and we're good enough as we are the number one defensive rated team in the, in the in the NBA to beat Miami. I'm not worried about Boston. They're they're a joke. We saw what happened when we played Boston. Boston was full strength last week. We trashed them at home. Who cares? We I'm talking about the Eastern Conference Finals and the NBA, NBA championship. That's it. I have no doubt in my mind we're winning the series to get there. None. We're all right because I know, we're, like beyond what you're saying, we are a good team. We're good enough as structured with the coaching to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not worried about that at all. We're gonna, we're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not even worried about that. We can beat Milwaukee right now. We can beat Miami right now. I don't care about none of that because we're just lights out defensively. That I, I in itself is going to contain a Milwaukee. Me, everything else. For me, I just need I just, I need to see like you were saying earlier in your the first thing, the first thing you said. I need to see a lot more consistency. A lot more. It's like. I, I, I felt like I used to know what I was going to get watching, like when the Sixers came on, like, oh, I already know what's going to happen. I know they're going to hoop. But now, and I think a lot that had to do that, which we're going to get into, but I think a lot that has to do with that is Ben Simmons. But like I said, we'll get into that because it is a problem. And he is one of our all-stars. He is the, like one of the faces of, our, of the um, franchise. So it's like to just accept him not not producing what, what I know he can. It's not like I'm asking him to go out. I'm not asking him to go out and, and shoot like jump shots. Anyway, I'm just take shots, period. I think I just need him to do more on that in that aspect. I'm not really worried about him defensively, though. How many times we say he needs to be more aggressive, he needs to do this, he needs to do this. He's not going to do it. So you accept you have an elite defender, and that's that. How long you see him? Who sometimes shows up. How long you see him uh, playing the way he's playing and staying here in the city? However long he wants to be here. They're not going to give up an all-star, all-NBA defender for no reason. Well, of course, it's not going to be for no reason. Him him, him and NBA can play well together. He doesn't have a problem with the city. They don't. They don't have enough money to pay him. I don't see why he leaves. I don't see why they want to kick him out. We just stuck. I do. I do. I'm gonna go on record and say I don't. I don't know if if, if he finishes career here. Finishes his career here. Nobody can finish his career somewhere. Like he's not. He's not Kobe. If he, Michael didn't even finish, he was a wizard. So he's not Kobe. I mean, nobody finishes their Kobe and Paul Pierce. Nobody finishes their career. Some anywhere. I don't envision Ben Simmons' fifteen year season NBA being with, being with the Sixers. No, I mean you just said you don't you don't see him going anywhere. You don't see him getting traded. You don't see him nothing. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I'm talking about he's in his prim, in his prime year in his prime years. He'll be here for the next eight years. No, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. I don't even. Okay. I don't even see. I don't see him being here for the next eight years. I don't even know if I see him being here for the next half of that four years. 
You can believe that if you want, but we don't have an ownership that cares about the fans' reaction, as you see. We, we tanked for years. They don't care. What we, have, we have Josh Harris and Ruben as owners. They, you can get on 610 WIP or you want and complain about Ben Simmons. You've been doing this since you drafted him. What do we do? Max has to give him the max contract. None of that matters. None of it matters because we don't have the ownership who feels that pressure. This is the Sixers. Y'all going to buy the jerseys. Y'all going to buy the tickets. They're going to do what they want with the team. They're not going to give up young assets. There are a Moneyball analytics p- ownership. They're not going to give up young assets for no reason. It has to be a real reason. It's, I think they it's, it's going to come a time where you have to. You have to. I mean, because they're not going to do, do it within the. They do signed Doc Rivers for a five-year contract. Same things and then expect something like different outcomes. But this ownership doesn't care about that. I think they, eventually, I don't know. They've shown that historically. What's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. Or I'm gonna say I want. I don't know what's going to happen. But I say I want that to have. That has to change. For me, and they I, got I Doc Rivers in a five-year deal. They got Doc Rivers in a five-year deal. As long as Doc Rivers is in a five-year deal and he does a full five years his deal, Ben Simmons will be here, and so will I. Don't know that. I don't know if I'm ready to say that. Even if Doc is you, here, you, I don't know. You're, you're, you just have to look at the team as it is, the front office as it is, and what they do, and how they value them. They really value both of them. They never considered they could have traded Simmons all these years. They didn't try to do it because they wanted to get James Harden. That was the one time they seriously considered doing it. They didn't even pull the trigger on that. They could have. They could have got James Harden. They could have added more picks. They didn't want to do it. So you're not gonna. Who else are we gonna? What other James Harden like trade are we gonna come across? Whatever. Not many likely because a lot of the, the premier players in the next year or two, they're they're free agents. They're not trade pieces. They're gonna sign long term deals. Like these people are gonna be free agents. Anthony Davis is gonna be a free agent. So unless you have some 22 year old, 21 year old, we're gonna trade for John Morant three or three years now. Probably not. And they're and they're Hopefully. they're gonna value him. And at that point. Under the Sixers' logic, they're like, well, Simmons will have three more years of all-NBA defensive. He'll probably have three more years of being an all-star, and they're going to want so much whatever for him, thinking that he's some valuable thing. This is about analytics. It's nothing to do with what he does on the floor. It's just how they value him. They're saying Zach Ertz is sitting on his couch. Eventually, it has to be about what he's doing on the floor. Because if you're talking about winning but they, games, they winning value losing, what he does on the floor. It's just not good enough to you and to me. But they value what he does on the floor. They're fine with him not being. They want him to be aggressive, but they're fine if he's not. They're fine with having an elite defender who can give you 16 a night and do all this assists, whatever he does. They're fine with that. We're not fine with it because we know we just need it. We need the next level to go to the next level. But the Sixers value an All NBA defender, a four-time now All Star who will probably be Defensive Player of the Year when it's all said and done this year. He's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. They're going to value all that resume over me and Sean feeling like he's not doing enough because they're like, well, that's a pretty good resume. They're going to believe in their hearts. I got the best player in the NBA with Embiid. I got the best defender in the NBA with Simmons. I'm going to try everything in the next three to four or five years to build around them in their prime years under Doc's contract. They're going to try to figure out how to make it work. I hope hope you're completely wrong. I'm going to say that. I I hope. I bet you do. I hope that you're completely wrong, okay? I, in my eyes, and I know you, you kind of, I, I feel like, you didn't say this to me yet, but I feel like you kind of like like a, a girlfriend who's like still in the relationship, but eventually she's like not there when it comes to Ben Simmons. Like mm-hmm. Physically. You see my face. Phys- yeah, physically, I'm here. Check mentally, I'm, I'm in a whole nother world. And I feel like that's how you are when it comes to Ben Simmons now. And I was there. And now since I feel like since we're the actually we're actually good and contenders, I need this nigga to show up. I need him to show up. I feel like, what else is it going to take? You're good. You know what I'm saying? You can. You have a chance to actually win, and you're still on bullshit. And I, I, I'm going to be honest. I've been trying not to curse on here, but goddamn, Ben, you're making it hard for a brother, okay? Uh-huh. So, and you can see the rest of the team. The team is, like, imploring him. You see it on the floor. Like, people yes. were passing him, like, watching in the corner. Like, Danny was, shoot it, shoot it. Like, people, like... Seriously, even last last week, I'm sorry, not last week, last game. I think they played Saturday against the Thunder, the Thunder game. Yep, the Thunder game. He came off the. I don't even think it was a pick. He passed it. He came around. He showed. They gave it to him at the at the free throw line. He shot it and he made it. I'm like, bro, this mm-hmm. that shit is that simple. In the it's game, that- he made like four. He made he made four consecutive shots in a row. He started. He drove. He lay up. He drove the layup. Then he did the shot you're talking about. Then he did it again. And then we, it's the same. It's the setup. Though. I was like, come. And then come here is like, oh, we got aggressive. We got aggressive. Ben showing up. We get Ben solid in today. And then he just stopped doing. And it. then he just yeah. And then that's he why chose I, his, I, I, he chose I don't his even get excited anymore when he does that because I know it's going to be short lived. Yeah, he's going to show up for the quarter. All right, cool. And then we're we're not going to hear from him. one game. Yeah. He had like I think I want to say he had. I could be wrong in my numbers, but I think he had like seventeen or sixteen in the first half. It was a game when Embiid was out, and he finished the game with like nineteen points. I'm like, 
That's, yeah. that's yeah. like tonight. You got we're gonna have Luka Doncic on you. What are you gonna do about it? Nothing. He's not gonna do anything. <laughs> He's not gonna do anything. If they switch, you got Jalen Brunson on you. Whatever. What are you gonna do about it? Nothing. And that's that's crazy because it's like I feel like I, I low key, low key. I kind of feel like I'm not gonna blame it on the fans, but I think it's like kind of like the media's fault a little bit that he is the way he is because I feel like. Ben doesn't have a reason, honestly, if you're looking at it from his perspective, to do anything else. He's been nominated All Star uh, twice, I believe. Three times? No, twice. He's, 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 no, he's an All Star. This is three time All Star. This was his third year. Okay, so this was third year. Mm-hmm. He nominated to be an All Star. Um, he got a Max contract deal to be a Max player. Everybody likes Ben. He's likable. He, you know, Nike deal. So Nike deal. He's living life. He's good. You know what I mean? So he's. I can. So I, from his perspective, I can see wh- how he can be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? But as a, a superior athlete, you should always be wanting to get better and always doing something to improve your game. And every single season that he's come back from an offseason, I have not seen anything different from his game. I think he's he's comfortable. And because he's comfortable, we're going to keep, keep getting the same Simmons, which I'm hoping is the reason he's not here the next. I'm not saying ship him out now, next year, whenever it happens. But I do think it's, it will happen. I do think it definitely will happen because he, 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 he kind of stunts our growth. He kind of stunts our growth in a way. Like it, with certain games, we should win. When it beat, if it be, say tonight and B comes out, and he's just oh, he can't hit anything, right? Who's gonna be the next man up? You look at your next All Star, and we we can't rely on him to, to step up in, in that role. I mean, he's a gift from the cursed. I wouldn't say he stunts that growth because he's also a part of our growth. Like we, we number no, it's a it's a double edged sword, as they would say, or a catch twenty twenty, as they also would say. Because you can't say it's Suntag growth because it's a part of that growth. We're not a number one net defensive team without him. We don't lead the league in steals without him. We don't lead the league in fast eight points without him. So he's not stunning our growth. He's stunning his personal growth as a player. He's diminishing his star level. But on the floor, he makes the team better, regardless of what he's putting offensively output. We're not, we would not have the record we have without him. That's a fact. Yeah. Well, like I said earlier, defensively, I don't have anything negative to say about it. Yeah, that's a part. That's also part of the team. That's a part of our record. That's a part of why we're good enough for. That's a part of why if we put him on Giannis, if we put him on Devin Booker, if we put him on whoever, you have the ability to put him on somebody's best player, and you're not. They're not going to drop fifty on your head. That's a point to that. Absolutely. So, like, I don't and think I, he's stunning. I, I, I'm never stunning himself. That. I'm never yeah, going to he's stunning that. himself, and he's limiting our long-term goal, which is a championship. But he's not stunning the team's growth. He's stunning his own growth. Like he could be—he's a star. You could be a superstar, but you're choosing to not. Not you don't have the talent. You're choosing to not. In my, in my eyes, if you're limiting the team to going to win a, a championship, you're stunning our growth because that's that's the end goal anyway. I mean, it's not to be just competitive is to win it you want to win it it's not that we can't win it it's not that we can't win a championship with Ben Simmons playing his way it's the fact that we're less likely to but we can win him with a championship with him playing like that if the rest of the people do their jobs Ben Simmons is doing Ben Simmons on his team is doing the second most of his job than anybody else on his team say that again he like and B's doing his job the next person on his team on the floor who's doing his job after that if you rank it is Simmons yeah, he's consistently he's defensively dominant Absolutely, because he's the yeah. defender. So, like, it's everybody else. It's him because he was. If we got the offensive output you're talking about, yeah, it's a lock. We're this. We're going there. Whatever. Now we have to question it because not just because of he's not giving us the offensive output. It's because of everybody else in the cast. If Seth Curry was Seth Curry and Tobias is Tobias on his also max contract, and everybody else, then we we would be in the same position if, if Simmons was giving us the offensive output. We're only in question because everybody else is messing around. But he's the second most consistent player on this team. Mm, I don't know. I mean, cause I guess who's more consistent I, than him? Second most. I mean, I, I guess, I guess when you think of you no, know, because I don't want to, I don't want to say that he's not, because he, I mean, because you can't, you can't. All right, yes, he's good defense, but I, it's it's more than one side of the game. It's so many different aspects of a game. Yes, he can. We can say he's consistent defensively, but we need more than that. But, you, the, but we I need more than that. I can't just. Of course, we need to win a championship. Right, ben, ben is elite in that area, but he's not really trying enough in this area. So, I, all right, you know, yeah, yeah, you're consistent in that, but you, I need you to be consistent all across the board. I feel like Embiid is a consistent player defensively and offensively. So, if you want to give but me, it's never going me that just because it. It's because he can. Uh, it's because he's a good defender. Then, I guess he's not. He's an elite player. It's like when you. It's like when you allow for deficiencies because a person's lead at something. Deshaun Jackson coming to league now. He's 
right now Deshaun Jackson is a great route runner, great hand, all that stuff. But Deshaun Jackson was just speed. He was an elite speed guy. We had to wait to develop, obviously, else the right, the timing, the hands. He he came in really good hands. I'm not diminishing his hands. And so in the, in the sense of that, like, he's elite at something. He's not good at something. He's extremely not, and going to be defensive player of the year at something. So that a lot that doesn't say here's a pass and not do what you do not try everything else, but also you have to make allowances because you're elite at it. You're not just okay at it or good at it. Like Chris Johnson wasn't running the but he's fucking fast as hell. So like when he was on fourth and one with Chris Johnson, you had to allow for like, well, shit, we gotta get like Lindell White. Lindell White. Lindell. I pulled that from the reference in my mind, dude. Where did that? But Lindell was there. Yeah, the one Chris. Yeah, Chris Johnson, he would play at USC because Chris Johnson can run between tackles. But he was fast as hell, so what do you want to do about it? The reality is, like, I don't think you're allowing for we have another max player, which is Tobias, and Tobias isn't lead at anything, but also Ben is lead at something, and because when you're a lead at something, you also have to just make, you just have to accept where they are. Not to say it's okay, but everybody else is doing some more stuff. Like, like I said to you, Ben Simmons playing up his offensive potential, we would be Championship conversation, we're winning a championship. It's not a question of that. Because he's playing like this, we have to have a conversation about, well, what is our brows doing? Exactly. But the problem is, and you're saying it like it's a it's a completely, that's what's holding us back. But what I'm saying is, no, the other Max guy is holding us back. The acquisition of South Korea is holding us back because Ben is actually doing his job every day. But at least at least he's doing at least he's doing the one thing he's good at every night. But there's nobody dropping 30 on Ben. I'm gonna tell you why I'm a I don't really have no much heat to give Tobias because I feel like Tobias is already who he is. I don't expect Tobias to do shit else with what he does. Well, I don't, then why and, the hell you getting the same thing about Ben Simmons? What? Because I know because I know Ben Simmons can give me more. Tobias literally Tobias cannot. can't give you more? To, he had like he nine points other games. Not saying he he can't. Tobias reached his ceiling. Tobias but he can't is give you at least consistency is. in it? I'm not saying he can go to another level. He's not going to be a dominant shooter. Can he not be consistent in what he does? He can be, but he he's, he's okay. We're going to get that. But this is how he's been playing through his entire career. So what am I supposed to? And and I, the reason I, I'm on top of so Ben is because I know Ben can do more on the offensive side of the ball. I know it. I see it. I know he can. And that's what drop. That's what ignites this flame. This undying flame. That's like, what is he doing? Like, what is he doing? So, but when I look at Tobias, I know, Tobias is who he is already. Tobias is we just still he's kept it's out. Like, it's like it's like shaggy rookie year when he kept cut, he kept cutting back, cutting back, cutting back. You like this mother, if he ever learns to run straight, <laughs> right? If he ever learns to stop holding the ball out here like this, yeah, when he exactly. runs and then runs straight. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be a Pro Bowl running back. I see it. And then we, and then it took us like two years. Finally, 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 uh, and now he's doing straight. Shady rookie year, second year, we was like, why is he running back? Yes, he what was the cut back king. For? <laughs> you got Nick Cole blocking for you. Where are you going? Right. Yeah, I remember and so the years. frustration of watching Ben Simmons take some watch him tonight. We're gonna go lay on lay up somebody, whatever, yeah, and then decide to just stop doing it. Yeah, he is. And we've been we've been we've been bashing. Well, I have we have I ain't gonna say we've been bashing Ben for bashing. a while. Yeah. But we've been talking about Ben for a while, and which leads me into I, my next quote from Doc Rivers on Ben actually being aggressive, and which goes as follows. I want him to be aggressive, Rivers said Saturday night, but I think you think of aggressiveness and him being aggressive scoring, and I think of aggressive as him getting to the paint, creating plays. He can have aggressive game. For me, he, he doesn't have to shoot a lot, but he needs to be aggressive in using his speed. That's from Doc Rivers. Joel Embiid goes as follows, and that's what we want. We aim to create either straight-line drives to the basket or create traffic, and that's what we really want, as much traffic as he can get. And then he can dish it out. So we're good either way. But when he does that, we're your better team. Can do you think the Sixers can win a championship without Ben being aggressive? You answered that question already in your comments. You said you think yeah. it's possible. It's less likely. It's, it's less, less likely, likely. with one one. I don't it's even think it's likely. possible. I don't even think it's possible. No, I think it's possible. I I told my dad the other day, if we get past the Nets, however we get past the Nets, winning championship, there's nobody in the West that's going to beat us. So if we somehow get out the Eastern Conference with a Ben doing what he's doing, we're beating the Lakers, we're beating everybody. There's nobody. It doesn't matter. So we just got to like it would be the Nets or whoever be in the Conference Finals. So yeah, it's definitely possible to win a championship because I think I think personally I feel like whoever comes out the East is winning the championship. I think the Western Conference team will not beat the Sixers or the or the Nets or whoever it might be. Maybe even the Heat with Oladipo. 
But do you think I think that whoever think comes the, up the uh, East? So what? You don't think the Clippers, how deep they are, they can make a, a strong push? I don't care about them. No, because Paul George is a weirdo. They're deep. And, They're deep. Okay, congrats. I'm saying, it's congrats. Okay. I think they can make that's a, a great, strong. That's a great porn title. A lot of people. Oh. <laughs> 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 I feel like a lot of people forget about them. No, they don't. No, I don't. I see what they're doing, but also know that they got. They, I also know the LeBron's coming back, and he's coming back, and when they play them, when they're healthy, it's a different conversation. They're, they went in a lot more because one team got the, the dominant team in that conference got hurt. Before they got hurt, they were nobody was talking about them. Man, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I think if they, if they come out the East, they're definitely winning. I think, yeah. Any, nobody in the Western Conference. We got enough to beat the Nets. We ain't nobody yeah, if they can, if they beat the Nets and it goes to the finals, they're winning the finals. They're going to win the championship. Period. 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 And so, with that being said, like with Simmons, it would really help us. Uh, yeah, it, it would be great. We'd appreciate it, good brother. It would be great. Like if the landlord said you got to pay rent this month, it would be great if we could do it. But unlikely, unfortunately, the landlord doesn't really often say to you, "I don't need rent this month." <laughs> so um, this is interesting. As we're talking about this, or as we just finished talking about this, uh, we're going to have a Ben Simmons one-on-one interview before the game tonight. That should be interesting. Oh, that's his brand. He's a, he has a great marketing team outside of his sister's accusations. Um, but yeah. an aggressive Ben, we 100% are winning the championship. But if Ben playing his way, it's all up in the air now because we have to rely on the accessories. Ben being aggressive will make Tobias healthy in the dishes. Ben being aggressive will help Seth out. Ben being aggressive, collapsing the paint like they're talking about drives, street line drives, everything else, will help create the chaos for Embiid to get one-on-one matchups. And that will just make us unstoppable because we already can run and we already can play the defense, everything else. But Ben deciding to not means that we have to rely on Tobias. We got to rely on stuff. We got to rely on shake off the bench. All these other factors just because he doesn't want to be aggressive. And you just you just said it so perfectly and elegantly. You just said it. If he can be aggressive consistently, we would be unstoppable. Correct. Unstoppable. And that's why I think it drives me crazy. That's why. It, I don't know. I know why. That's exactly why it drives me crazy. Because, like, if, dude, if you just do this, Nobody's gonna be. Nobody's gonna beat us. So unfortunately, he's fine being a star. He doesn't want to be an NBA legend. He's not acting like. And that hurts. That hurts. That hurts my feelings, man. Because he can be. Because he can be exactly. That shit hurts my feelings. And I and and it's not even like a Ben thing. It's not even to say like, oh, I'm just. It's just Ben. That would hurt my feelings for any athlete. Yeah, there like, are certain players just, just know. Be, you can be a top talent in the world. And you're just choosing not to be. That's just like, dude, like that shit. That that would still that would hurt me. And you ain't even gotta be playing for a Philly. And that was shit. That would yeah. still hurt me. That's like that. There's several players me. across several sports we know that are like that. To get us rely on their yeah. talent and everything else. This, this is just what they do. Like there are several players that can be more dominant. They just they're just choosing to not. Yep. All right. Which, well. is, which is insane to me, but it is what it is. Moving on across the parking lot to that team in green. Okay. We're talking about the Eagles, people. I Can wish I had. So I wish happy. I had liquor. You look so happy. <laughs> I wish I had liquor. I'm, you know. I wish y'all could see Candace's clean. face right now. It ain't great. Listen, listen. I feel you. I feel you. All right. I don't know why they're doing this to us, but they're doing it to us. Mm. All right, we're gonna make it through it though. All right, so a lot of you guys know uh, weeks ago the Eagles agreed to acquire the number 12 pick overall in the 2021 NFL Draft. They traded to the Dolphins for a fourth-round pick, 123rd pick overall, and a 2022 first-round pick uh, for next season in exchange for the number six pick overall in the 2021 NFL Draft. Uh, and a 2021 fifth-round pick as well, which is 156 pick overall. Uh, the Eagles still have 11 picks in the draft. They're lined up to have three first-round picks next season, which sounds great. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll have their own pick um they have the miami dolphins pick and they also have the Colts pick that they got from the uh the carson winch trade um i know a lot of people are going to say well they didn't get a first round for carson yeah but if he plays 75 percent of the snaps it will turn into a first round pick. 70 percent of the snaps he played for 75 percent of the snaps they make the playoffs so excuse the oh, out of me um yeah so uh, let's just rip the bandit off what was your reaction to that ken what was your reaction to that when you found out the news <laughs> how did you feel I was at work. I'm not looking at you anymore. Well, I was at work. <laughs> and when I got the notification, I got it. And I was. So, first of all, let me. No, 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 no. Let's go through the emotion of the actual situation. Let's do it. Because yeah. I got it. So, I got, I'm ready. 
the first reality was that the 49ers traded up to the Dolphins pick. Because the 49ers are about to take a quarterback. Right. This means Kyle Pitts is going to fall to us. Yep. I'm like talking. I'm actively talking. I might as well change my last name to Candace Pitts or Candace Chase. Because we was getting one of them. Dog. Like, Photoshop me a jersey. Because it was over. I'm like, this is fantastic. Quarterback's going to go one. The Jets probably take a quarterback. The 49ers are going to take a quarterback at three. That means everybody's going to fall. The Carolina Panthers might need some offensive line. I'm like doing all this nerves. There's no way we won't get Chase or Pitts. We're going to get one of them. I'm celebrating and saying thank God for Kyle Shanahan for valuing whoever the hell he was. I guess it was Kyle Wilson. But it's not going to be Kyle Wilson. He's on the Jets now. Whoever he's valuing at three, Mac Jones. Praise God, Yah, Allah, Ganesh, Buddha, all of it, Oprah. Because we're about to land one of these top blue chip talents, which we so desperately need. We are dehydrated. We have no – our talent at the elite pass catching, elite level, We don't, there is nothing. We have nothing. And it certainly would help a second-year quarterback who's only made only a handful of starts to have a guy with the biggest catch radius in a long time. Actually, he has a big – DK Metcalf – set the catch radius record, and then Kyle Pitts came and broke it. So I said to myself, oh, God, we actually have a chance to get one of these blue chip players, Jamar Chase, who just destroyed A.J. Terrell. I'm pretty sure A.J. Terrell has nightmares about it. He's actually a good rookie for the Falcons. So I'm sitting there elated, top down, sitting there, South Beach, Smoking, smoking Cohiba, smoking a cigar. Ugh, bless up, major key alert. That's nothing you can do. Give me some champagne. Give me some douce. I don't give a fuck. So I'm texting everybody. I'm like, yeah, we, we, we in there. Then I get the alert. And it was like the Eagles have traded the Dolphins back. I'm like, the Dolphins moved back. Who did who, who they move back up with? Then I look at my phone and it was the Eagles. I'm like, oh, what the, the wait, Dumbass the, Eagles. The, the Eagles. And it was like the confusion in when Martin had sort of ring, uh, cost for Gina's ring. Let me look at the serial number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what um, that's about. So I'm like, I'm, I, I went through all the stages of that. You know, there's, there's anger, there's bargaining, there's denial, there's depression, and then there's acceptance. I went through all of those stages. I stayed in anger for like a week. Bargaining happening for the two seconds is that like, half me was like, this is us trying to get more picks to move up again. And I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> We're not moving back the fuck up. So then I was up there in anger like, I wanted to break something. I said, how could they do this? Somehow I said it was anti-black. I can't say why. I don't know. I was just making it, it up. Because it feels that you know? way. It feels that it way. It was Target. They're playing with our emotions. I thought I got slapped in the face uh, after all the work we've done. Talking about these players, whatever. Have how we just have the ability to get the the next Julio Jones, the next great tight end, and just give it away. <sighs> what was the what, what was the point of tanking against Washington and, and being a laughing stock? Was he said when we pulled Jalen Hurts on, put an eight Sutfield, all of that to get the sixth pick, just so we could turn to another pick next year, so you can mess that up. So I I was disgusted. I was in disgust. I understand that maybe if they don't value Jamar Chase as a generational receiver, they might think uh, Jamar Chase is next year in the next year's draft and get him. But I value so Cal Pitt so high that I was like, no, but he's a generational tight end or a generational pass catcher. And for that, I don't forgive, as they say in Italian's mafia movies. I, for that, I cannot forgive. And that's how I feel about it initially. That's how I felt about it initially. I don't understand. I don't forgive. Vendetta style. How do you feel about it today? Forget what that. can we do about it? What can we do? What can we <clears> do? <throat> what can we do about it? And if somebody came up to me and said, we want to put a Holly, hit on Holly Roseman, I would say yes. If somebody asked me, can I do the hit on Holly Roseman? I would say yes. It was infuriating because, like, again, if Pitts goes in the top five for whatever reason, which I don't know because quarterbacks and whatever, then I won't care because I'm like, well, we wouldn't get him anyway. Jamar Chase is a very good receiver. He'll be a very good receiver, but I think he's like Jerry Judy, everything else. A very good pro bowl receiver. He's not generational to me. Kyle Pitts was generational to me. So if we were able to, if he, if Kyle Pitts is zero six in a couple weeks, I'll be disgusted. If he goes to Miami, I'm going to slap somebody. I'm already disgusted. 
and you can bet your fucking ass he's going to Miami. I'm going to tell you that now. <laughs> so when I first uh, found out what happened, and you were the one who broke the news to me, I was extremely confused. And I, 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 I honestly, I was waiting for the next text to say psych. I was waiting for like the follow-up text, like, ah, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just messing with April you. Like, yeah, April Fool's. Yeah, that's a joke. Bulls. They would never do something silly like that. What's wrong with you? That's what I was waiting for. I didn't get that, though. The text never came through. So as I'm reading it, I'm thinking like I'm I'm reading it wrong. Like I'm it ain't, I know I don't say what the, what I think it say. Like I'm reading it wrong. So I literally read it about six times before I actually like understood. Like these they traded the sixth pick to move back to twelve when you have Kyle Pitts as an option. When you have Jamar Chase as an option, what are we doing? What are we doing? Honestly. I don't think Howie Roseman likes the city of Philadelphia. I don't think he likes the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think I don't know what the hell Jeff Lurie's doing. I don't know what's Coke. going on. I don't know what's Coke. going on. But you don't do shit like that when you got somebody like Kyle Pitts sitting on the board. When you have right, generational talent is different. Yeah, when you have an opportunity to get somebody who literally, literally will change your, your franchise. He and and who knows? I don't even want to say he's just a tight end. Who knows? Like. He's a pass catcher. He can, you you could have put him anywhere. Gave that up to and and the crazy part is I already know where he's. You're probably thinking like, oh, so you know it's cool because we have our first round pick next year. We probably won't be that good next year. Mm-hmm. We'll probably have like a top ten pick, and then we will have the Dolphins pick. Maybe they won't be so good. Um, you know they'll probably have it. Let's just for numbers. Let's just say anything. Maybe they have the 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 thirteenth pick next year, and then you know. What the fuck does it matter if you're going to draft me and Candace? Correct. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Correct. Everybody knows that you picked the best player on the board, and you have a, a yep. chance to get a generational player like Kyle Pitts, and you walk, you you take yourself out the deck. You take your cards out the deck. You take right. your cards out the deck. It's like that's my biggest. You don't even want. It's like I uh, I, I I could do it. I could have it. I have. It. I could do it with or without it. Are you fucking high? It's like you broke. It's like you broke an Oprah after you offered you a million dollars. Now I'm good, Oprah. I got somewhere to be. Yeah, no, 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 no. Bro- I'm gonna go. We broke out here. Twelve. We ain't got no pa- real passers to this team, and that's my thing about it. We don't have any. It's just beyond. It's, it's beyond Kyle Pitts. Outside of quarterback, we were in position to take the best player at almost any position. Exactly. If Penny Sewell fell, we would have the best. Could have had the best tackle in the position. Exactly. We could have taken Michael. We, we could have had the best corner. We used to throw at eight. We could have drafted the best corner in the draft. We get best the best draft the best receiver in the draft. We get best the best tight end in the draft. We get best best offensive lineman in the draft. You gave up the ability beyond generational talent. So you got the best player at one position in the draft. You did. I'm a, and you I'm just a, sitting, a, a, looking at this I'm roster. You felt in. like we didn't need that elite talent. We've been talking about elite talent on this team forever, especially when we're in a division where you got elite pass rushers and Chase Young. Oh, three elite elite receivers in Dallas. Like, Saquon, we were sitting here just talking. We don't have we are playing teams, and they didn't take the matchup to you. On the and offense, we don't even have on the, one player on offense where the defense has to dictate, we dictate, dictate the matchup to anybody. On the offensive side of the ball, we have no pro bowlers, I don't believe. Skill positions. Skill positions. Yeah. No, no. And we're not going to have any. None. And we're not going to have any. And we're not going to have him Newsflash. because we, we the one we did have we traded him to Indianapolis. There's nobody else. We haven't drafted anybody else. But just think about that. No, we haven't drafted how anybody doing? else who turned out to no. be a top talent or or just uh, just above average. We haven't uh, drafted anybody else. And you move yourself out of a guaranteed stud. Whoever you wanted to pick, I don't give. Whoever you, you, you don't like it. Kyle Pitts. You don't even gotta love Cal Pitts. Pick somebody like Candace just said. You could have yeah, the best. Jamar corner, Chase, the best, you could have echo, the best tackle, the best linebacker, the best anything. Michael Parsons, you anything you want to do. Anything you do. You told you told Oprah. You know I don't need no money. Leave me alone, Oprah. Leave me, lose my number. Like it, what? And now and now I'm supposed to be comfortable. I'm supposed to feel good about you picking somebody at twelve. And then next year, at and three then, first right, round exactly, pick. You can't evaluate for next nothing. Year, you're going to be trash again. So let's say you fall into the top five or the top ten again. To pick no, I feel insane. I feel like we I'm a crazy up. person. Trade out there. Trade out there. I feel like I'm a crazy person because it's, I feel like the same thing is going to keep happening, and I'm just hoping for something different. When I know Sean ain't nothing coming from this, ain't nothing coming yeah. from this, and I already know that. But I'm still sitting here hoping and wishing like a dummy. How we don't know what the hell he's doing? 
And as long as Jefferson's boss, you taking blame for this too. Yeah, like, oh, we got three first-round picks. Like, we didn't sit there and watch the Browns for the last decade before they corrected itself this year. The Browns were the last 15 years have. How many first-round picks? What'd they do with them? They sat there, they're at the Johnny Football, that damn bunt. Trent Williams, that damn bump. You could, you could, if you're, you're only, those first-round picks are only as good as your scouting department and your GM. When they were sitting there, the Browns had all these, when they were sitting there drafting all these, all these pass rushes that suck, all these linebackers that suck, they were losing. They sucked. Period. What, what, what are they getting? What is Randy Williams doing right now? First round pick for them. Johnny okay. Football. Ain't Johnny Football in Canada right now? Trump Williams ain't doing a damn thing. Listen, man, this organization is moving backwards. They're skating backwards right now. Brady Quinn. Like that don't mean nothing if you if you accumulate picks. I don't trust his front office. Came out today that they got they the how he's trash and he's a narcissist. We already knew that, by the way. I didn't I didn't get that article to come out today. That, that, that I didn't learn nothing in that article, by the way. But that's who's picking for us. That's who's picking for us. Yes, that's who's picking for us. So, which brings me to our next question. Not that we have a choice or or, or option to be or not to be, but are you okay with the options that's going to be there at twelve? If I was picking, I would be. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I would have no problem sitting there. If 12 were sitting there looking at Jalen Waddle or J.C. Horn, I'm fine. But I don't trust none of them. Uh, I have 50% faith that he's going to trade back again. Now, if he does that, I'm turning the draft off. I'm turning it off. That's partially why I said let's watch Friday together so that Thursday. Because I was just like, if what my brother's – because like, if we do Thursday, I'm going to break my brother's television. I'm gonna leave. I can't do yeah, it. I'm gonna just I leave. can't do it. Well, I, so at least Friday, you know, where it's two is round two and three. We're stuck in those picks. We might move up in the rounds, but we're gonna pick for sure Friday. I, if I sat there for at, if I sat there at my brother's house with you for a two hours or an hour and a half to get to pick twelve, and they trade the hell back. I, listen, I, I honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised. My guess, but if they did, I'm definitely leaving the party. I'm out. <laughs> so I'm, I'm that's why I said we gotta do Friday. I, I'm not trying to be work Thursday. No, if I was picking, I would be fine with twelve. I think we'll have the option of a Waddle, a Devontae Smith, a J.C. Horn, a Patrick Sertain. I don't want Sertain. Micah Parsons. That's fine to me. Those players are Pro Bowl caliber talent. I think Micah Parsons at linebacker would be a Pro Bowl linebacker. Jalen Waddle is a Pro Bowl caliber receiver. J.C. Horn is to me is the best corner in his draft. He'll be a Pro hands Bowl down. corner. Patrick He's hands Patrick down the best corner in his yeah. draft. Patrick Sertain has great technique. He'll be a Pro Bowl solid corner. I'm fine with that. But I don't even know. We're going to sit there and just draft some offices, offices, a guard center or some pass rusher who's not going to pan the hell out. And I'm going to be pissed off. You are going to be pissed off. I'm going to just tell you that now. The Eagles may have the most draft picks than anyone in the league with 11. Okay? Does that raise your expectations for the draft in the next few weeks? Does that make you say, yeah, Howie, you can't mess up all 11 picks? Because it's not like you've never done that before. <laughs> um... It doesn't give me confidence, but it does give me the chance that, if we, like, the Seahawks have the least picks in the draft. They only have four picks in the whole draft. Like, they're going to be less likely to come out to figure that the fuck out. <laughs> Even with a good GM. They, they draft the Metcalf, they draft these people, draft Chris Carton. These are good picks. I need more bullets in the holster because the guy shooting the gun is blind. So I need to have at least 11 shots so I can try to hit the person. <laughs> So more bullets in the chamber with a blind shooter is better than having less bullets in a chamber with a blind shooter. So that's all I can say. Does it make me more excited? Hell no, because there's more options that piss me off. I, I appreciate that, you know, we have more chances, especially after his attempt to fill the holes with sign, resign and Jordan Howard and, and signing a linebacker, Wilson, whatever. Like we, come on. What does it say about Howie that, you drafted Sean Bradley, you drafted Davion Taylor, but you started undrafted rookie for agents at linebacker across the board. Then you got to pay Wilson from the so Vikings this one-year deal worth $5 million because you don't trust the guys you drafted last year because you didn't develop them last year. So we trust in that. This is why I'm saying that our organization is moving backwards. Why are you drafting players? And this is how you know you're drafting bad players. Or you're not developing these players that you're drafting. Because I don't even say they're just bad players. They got drafted. They have some talent. But you're not cultivating. You're not. You're inv- these are your investments. You're pretty much putting your money in the stock market and just letting it do what it wants. Listen, this organization, Howie is a joke. Howie is. 11 picks at least we'll have something to talk about. At least we'll be able to watch the draft. Everything will be a dominant these random players. But 
I, I, I have no faith in the front office. I have no faith in Howie. I have zero faith. I, I, I honestly see I, it as eleven more reasons for me to be upset that day or that after that. I completely, pre- I completely predict that he'll let us. They'll let us down. I think everything, everything that they say in the articles are true. I think Howie's crazy, um, and I don't have faith in any of that. Now, is it possible to hit him on these picks? Yeah, hit him on these picks. Maybe, maybe too, but it don't matter. Like I don't think I don't think John Hightower is a bum. No. He got the ball in tanks last year. Quest Watkins is, is not a bum. But what does that matter if you your team's uh, in the gut? He's gonna pick eleven people, eleven players. He may hit one by accident. He may hit two by accident. But I don't have any faith in Howie. I don't have any faith in this organization. So if they had twenty one picks, I'll feel the same I'll feel the same exact way. We want to be the most low key we have to have a whole draft party, eat wing, eat wing, eat food, and just sit there and look at the screen and be ready to be pissed off. That's seriously. all I'm hearing. Seriously. <laughs> like seriously. It's like what's wrong with me at this point? I might just fault. come I'm I'm not even gonna bring beer, I'm gonna bring dark liquor. Cause I already know it's about <laughs> Please do. I already, already, I've never in my life planned to be upset. I'm planning. Yep, I already know. Yeah, already to be disappointed. I would be literally in shock if we left that Thursday with JC Horn or Waddle. I would be in shock. Like, I wouldn't even believe it. It's not going to happen. I'll be in shock. I'll be surprised. Believe. I'll be surprised. I would. And it'd be like, it'd be like the NBA. I think we're trading the pick the next day. We can't because they don't do the NFL. <laughs> They'd be like, the Sixers are trading the rights to uh, JC Horn for <laughs> cash, exempt- cash exemptions and everything else. Like, Yo. what? This NBA. If he could do it, he would. Trust me. Is, oh, but he we're so lucky. Yes. We don't have the NBA style that we do. Yes. And the NFL. How would we be trading people for cash and and, and rap snacks? And rap snacks. Swear to God. Let me get a Snickers. <laughs> exactly. How he's out of pocket. <laughs> Speaking of stuck and just being, you know, literal discuss just being stuck, but we stuck in this city. And we are going to get to the bulletin board, which is obviously we do the latest news, cultural, social things in the city. And we brought this up before, Sean. The first thing in the bulletin board, we talked to y'all about, like, in this late, late summer last year, about the uh, Columbus statue. Now, a council member, Mark Scalia, is suing the city of Philadelphia in the mayor's office over a change of Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day. They just can't be mad about the statue. And I read the lawsuit, by the way. I read the whole fucking thing. <laughs> Because it was hysterical. And I'm going to give you the main reasons they feel, including one, they claim they're more they're more scrutinized than black people today. They, I'm going to give you all the reasons in this lawsuit against Philadelphia <laughs> why these members of the Italian, these six people, believe that they, the city made a huge mistake in changing Columbus Day to Indigenous People Day. The first reason they gave in a lawsuit was that Columbus was actually a good person. <laughs> I don't even make this shit up. <laughs> Who said that? They said, this is the law. I, the lawsuit says this. <laughs> City member Mark Scalia and his, his people, when they sued Philadelphia over the, over change, they want to change Columbus back, Day back. Today in, in Philadelphia, Columbus Day is Indigenous People's Day. We changed that a year ago. These people are suing the city to get Columbus Day back. The first reason they gave a lawsuit is Columbus was actually a good guy. They support this claim because Did they know this man or something? What are they talking Are they stupid? <laughs> Their expert witness in a lawsuit is Robert Pertrone, who's the Philadelphia assistant district attorney. And he said he moonlights as an amateur um, Columbus researcher. So he knows that Columbus is a good guy because sometimes he looked it up and he saw it on Google. I'm not making this up. This is in a lawsuit. <laughs> uh, they also said the city of Philadelphia is anti-Italian. They proved this because we remo- removed the Rizzo statue and that's anti-Italian. The quote of the lawsuit says, Today, Christopher Columbus and Italian-Americans are facing persecution throughout this country, levels not seen since the 1920s. They are the most persecuted culture in this country, they're claiming. And that Italians um, are being discriminated against in the city of Philadelphia. Not actually like the people of color who are actually being shot up and actually like arrested and hiding in the numbers, who actually aren't getting access to like vaccines, things of this nature. They are saying that they're the problem. Um, they use Frank Rizzo quotes from Wikipedia, no lie, uh, to cite this. Are you serious? I'm not joking. This is comical. They, they also, why I said, they also said, they also claim the city is anti-Italian 
because they said the fact that in the one nine one four eight zip code in Philadelphia so has the highest number has the highest number of Italian Americans. They wasn't they weren't made they said they weren't made eligible for vaccinations for COVID. So Mayor Kenny is trying to murder Italian Americans. I looked it up. Actually, 19148 is actually among the most vaccinated parts of the city. So that's a complete lie in the, in the lawsuit. Um, so, you see what I'm saying here, people. You know, they also really, said that. It really is. I can account for that because I actually work in that zip code. And I know yep. tons of people who have been vaccinated. They also said that um, changing the day constitutes, it's actually against the Constitution. For whatever reason, everything else. And this is the best part, what best quote, Sean. The best part of the quote of the lawsuit, the last pillar of it, and I'm going to quote it, and no fault to the indigenous people living today. Some of their ancestry has irrefutable evidence of wrongdoing of massive proportions regarding the practice, practice of slavery. So that's saying some of the Native Americans did slavery, so they're actually worse off than Italians. They're pretty much saying... <laughs> Why would you change it to indigenous people? <laughs> they're saying Are they're they claiming that Native Americans. Who's their supplier? I want to know. Had more slaves than Italians, <laughs> so they actually have scumbag history. They're bigger scumbags than us. So why change it to them? That's the last pillar of this: that some Native Americans, in their estimation, had us some slaves. No. <laughs> so they shouldn't have a day. Even though the Italian history of rape, pillage, murder, mass genocide is not enough. It's not enough. Not enough. That can't be enough. It can't be. Hold on. People. Are you actually kidding me about the Italian colonizers, boats that came to this country, that came and ate up Central America, the history of your people? Are you, are you actually equivalent, making that equivalent to... The natives that were here that you that you murdered, Christopher Columbus actually slaughtered millions of Native Americans. Yes. <laughs> yes. So the fact that you're saying you skip over that part when you they're worse than us when you brushed up on this when you filed this lawsuit did you brush up on anything facing the worst persecution in this country in its history since 1920. Of course, yeah. That, <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you? What are you really talking about? So that's the lawsuit going on in the city right now. They want Columbus Day back. It won't happen. He's a scumbag. Um, he's burning in hell. I've never heard the city. I've been living in the city 32 years. I've never heard the city taking something away and giving it back. You use a Wikipedia. You're citing Wikipedia in a lawsuit, you idiots. You weirdo. Uh, Why don't you? You're lying. You're the most vaccinated people in this. You're the most vaccinated zip, zip code in this city. You liars. And how dare you try to get some sympathy and tell them, like, to black people. But you know, the Native Americans, someone has slaves too. Sh- shut up. You're right. Like, what? Take and get rid of that boulevard. You shouldn't have a boulevard. I can't wait till we just rid this city of all of Columbus. Take it further. Yeah. Don't come to me and say, well, you know, they had some slaves, right? So, you know, they had some slaves, right? So, listen, I'm, I'm just letting you know. You want to do you know. What do you want us to do? Right, like the- you, you, you're 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 historically responsible for the rape, murder, pillage, colonization, and millions of people in history. Don't talk to us about anything. About anything. And, and, and he and he, asked, and he also didn't discover America. Liars. Yo, I bet you they probably just figured that out when they did this uh, lawsuit. As long as Wikipedia got on there, because they ain't reading nothing else. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what you want? Google. Check Wikipedia. The fuck? What? No. <laughs> the second thing was the massive, I'm just going to say a shout out, massive Amber Alert we got earlier today, because I'm going to, I don't know about you, Sean. I seen it. But that. when I get an Amber Alert, when I get an Amber Alert, I'm looking. I will, <laughs> I, th- I saw, I saw uh, a red car, I'm going to pass it. Is that a Chevrolet? Citizens arrest. Citizens arrest. Okay. <laughs> But again, uh, the Pennsylvania State Police issued an Amber Alert today for a missing two-year-old boy who was last seen in Philadelphia on Friday. 
Authorities say Brian McDonald was reportedly abducted by his father, 28-year-old Brian McDonald II. The child described two feet tall, 30 pounds. It's unknown what he's wearing at the time because he's disappeared for multiple days. He's believed to be driving a 2017 red Chevy Malibu, tinted windows, license plate number LMD3353. LMD3353. I memorized it because I was ready. Uh, <laughs> I hope they find you. So wait, wasn't it, was it like some was it like some custody thing or something? Because he said it was his dad. It always is, but you also, uh, but also you can't you kidnap your kid, man. It always is, and you don't know the scenario of it, but you just can't kidnap your kid. You can't, you can't. It always is. I just thank God that I've never been in a situation like that, man. I pray to God that I'm never in a situation like that. I hope you, I hope you, if you are in a custody situation, you don't kidnap your child. Yeah, no, because you're gonna go to prison, and you never. And guess what? The thing you wanted, which is custody of your kid, you're never gonna get it now, ever. You put him, and that's what I'm saying. Because usually, when you have these cases, it turns violent because the desperation sits in. Kidnapping a kid is a federal crime. You, you're crossing state lines, so you're going to get a multi-state a crime. You know, you better go to prison for a long time. You feel like you're never going to see your son again. That's when people start killing each other or killing the mother of the child. That's how you get these murder suicides. You lose. So hopefully, they find this child. Hopefully, they find this child because I don't want this to go bad. But like, didn't say he was in Delaware somewhere in a hotel. I don't know. Is that, that the most recent thing? Yeah, I heard he was like barricaded himself in the hotel room, and the police they knew where he was at, but I guess they just couldn't get go. him in the Let's hotel. Go. My car keys in. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you stupid. Get the baby. Get the baby. Get on the ground. <laughs> Fucking stupid. I like when this I get that alert, I'd be looking. I will cross the intersection, head on the swivel. What's it? What's going on? I will save that baby. I'm saving the baby. <laughs> also, um, Pennsylvania starting tomorrow, which is Tuesday. Everybody 16 and older is eligible to get the COVID vaccine. This is just, again, if you want to get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Pennsylvania is now making every person 16 and older eligible to sign up for the COVID-19 vaccine starting tomorrow. The state, which opened up vaccines to all 1C group on Monday, has originally planned to wait till next Monday to open the, the vaccines for adults. But... As it is right now, April 19th is the date the president called for states to open el- eligible vaccines for adults. Residents of the 66 of 67 counties will be eligible for vaccines starting tomorrow. The one exception out of the 66 counties of Pennsylvania, 67, there's only one exception to this. It's Philadelphia County. What? You cannot. You're not 16 order, which is why this is news. Exception to Philadelphia, health officials in the city say they're staying with April 19th as a date for expanded eligibility because, of course, Philadelphia has had a horrible trash rollout of these vaccines. Got the teenage kids still in the vaccines, ejecting the friends. They're missing vaccines. They're losing vaccines. So they're probably not ready or equipped to just have high school, like, what, sophomores come and say, can I get the shot now? Yeah. They're just not. Yeah, it's, not it's very odd that out of the 67 counties, 66 of them can do it except this one, which is yeah, right. its largest populous county, which is Philadelphia. But what can you do? They're too busy getting sued by people over over Columbus Day. I guess they wasn't ready. Um, That's crazy. Parks on tap. Philadelphia's favorite traveling beer garden sets down its roots in several scenic spots over the city. The pop-up continues its run at Fairmont Park this week. The socially distanced fun and prime viewing location for the city's cherry blossom trees. This is one of the reasons why we had to move my brother's proposal because of this actual event because it was free concerts and it was crazy. Um, so because of parks on taps, I like you, but also thanks for the anxiety um, <laughs> and the panic. For most of April, fine parks on tap outside the Horticultural Center where live music, comfortable seating, clean restrooms are always easy to come by. Also this month, which is why it's on the fly zone, pours from Two Locals Brewery, which is the city's first black-owned brewery. Where? What? Will be available. Say will what? Will be available at parks on tap. And it's also Japanese-inspired fair complimentary of the to complement the cherry blossom trees, but yes, two locals brewery, the city's first black-owned brewery, will be selling out the brews at Parks on Tap and Fair at the Fairmont Park Horticultural Center. Let's go there, all the way Let's the go next weekend. weekend. That's fine by me. Let's go. Let's go. That's fine by me. It's also Jazz Appreciation Month. There will be jazz pop-up jazz performances. Um, at Dilworth Park this Wednesday in Cherry Street Pair this Sunday. So I guess, as we know, the city's opening back up. Live free performances to celebrate Jazz Appreciation Month. Also, another thing that's back out here because of the things you can go to live sporting games if you so choose to this this week yep. or everything else. The Phillies 
uh, play away games on Monday and Thursday, but they will be back home on Friday and Sunday to play against the Mets. You can go to Citizens Bank Park. Friday to play the Mets. On Sunday to play the Cardinals. Fans who attend Sunday's game get a fanatic kit and hand her and a hat in honor of the, the green mascot of the Philadelphia. The Sixers, as we already know and have said, uh, they play in the Mavericks area right now, but they are at home against the Nets on Wednesday, and they are home against the Clippers on Friday. So if you want to go check that out at Wells Fargo, go down there and pay $28 for a drink. By all means. <laughs> for a beer. So that's what they charge you. A word of damn beer. You're going to pay $40 yep. for some crab fries. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the Flyers are away on Tuesday and Thursday, but they're at Wells Fargo Center on Saturday, playing on the Capitals, and Sunday, taking on the Islands. Islanders, but apparently they suck this year, so what can you do? <laughs> Soccer is back. Kessa Union is Wednesday at home. They take on the Suppressor in one of the CONCACAF matchups before they head to Columbus on Sunday. That's that. There's also multiple restaurant weeks going on in the city right now. Yep. There's Northern Liberties Restaurant Week through Sunday. 20 restaurants in Northern Liberties you can get. Fight, fixed price lunch and dinners at several restaurants. There's also, if you want to go a little further outside the city, there is the King of Prussia Restaurant Week from April 11th and 15th and also 18th, 18th to 22nd. And it's also, show and shout out to you people, Caribbean Restaurant Week. You funny as <laughs> 17, 17 spots in the city from April 17th to 24th for Caribbean Restaurant Week. Patties, beef patties, all that stuff. So all that stuff. That is the bull on the board for this week. They're suing the city for Columbus. Stay back. You will not get it back. I can't wait to take your boulevard. You suck. Seriously. You're horrible. The Amber Alert. Sorry, please give up your baby. Don't make it worse for you. Please don't. Please. Please. I will come find you, actually. You I have I have Yep, I'm fine. The vaccines are gonna be available. If you're outside Philadelphia County, 16 and up to start tomorrow, April 19th. For everybody else, if you are in the city, April 19th, 16 and up, you're going. Parks are on tap at the Fairmount Park Horticultural Society. They'll be taking over, and they're all selling the Two Locals Brewery, again, the first black-owned brewery in the city, pouring it up there, Japanese-inspired food, all the Watson Cherry Blossoms in the city. Jazz Appreciation Month, free concert at Dilworth Park this Wednesday. Free concert at Cherry Street Pier this Sunday, and then watching the games live. Sixers, Sixers, Phillies, Flyers, Union, all game action, all available in game. Check StubHub, check whatever. Text somebody you can talk to in a long time. They got they got to connect at Wells Fargo. Do what you got to do. We actually need y'all down there for the Clippers game. We need some noise, please. Yell at <laughs> the Nets game. Yell at Kyrie. Pop out. I wouldn't say call him the N word like Jen Schroeder. <laughs> we need it. <laughs> That was the craziest thing. I don't know if you saw that story, but mm. honestly, honestly, I kinda I kinda get what Dennis what Schroeder's is black man. I can't even carry what he was talking about though. Wait, what did he say? Dennis Schroeder. So Saturday, when the Lakers played the Nets and they blew him out, yeah. as you saw. Yeah. Dennis Schroeder fouled Kyrie. And Kyrie got suspended by the foul. Dennis Schroeder said, Oh, relax, nigga. And then Kyrie was like, well, you don't know me like that. Now, the thing is, Dennis Schroeder is a black man, yeah. but he's a German. Right. He is from Germany. Right. So he has a, like, y'all got to understand. Somebody saying the N-word to me with that accent is disorienting. <laughs> like, you, somebody going to tell you, chew nigga, in a German accent, Nazi right. accent. Whoa. Yeah, whoa, no, what's fuck are you? And he was like, you don't know me like that. And also, you don't know me like that. Like, everybody just can't say something to you. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a, you don't know me like that. So I kind of was like, listen, that's true life. Black people in other countries don't have our history. We are all black. We are all the diaspora black. But honestly, if a black person from Estonia or Russia said, oh, nigga, like, what does nigga mean to you? Yeah, what that shit mean? And how you that's use an it? American, that's an American thing. Like, yeah. you know, black UK people say, yo, fam. They say, you're yeah, the fam and shit. Why would you call me a nigga? That's a term tied to the slave trade of this country. There, that's not tied to Germany. There was no slaves in Germany. It's a triangle. It went from Africa coast to Central America to America. Yeah. So Dennis Schroeder doesn't have our shared history. Why are you saying the N-word? Hearing an accent, listen, a Nazi accent saying nigga. Right. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so Kyrie actually walked up the court. He got he got ejected because he was like, I'm not fucking getting out here with this shit because it was getting blown up, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Having a fourth quarter. But he kind of was just like, I'm taking my jersey off. Come with the fuck this nigga. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
Like, I don't know you. You had this Nazi accent. You call me a nigga. I don't know what it means to you. You're European. You're black, but you're European. Like, we family, but we not family. Yeah. Did, did Struder res- uh, apologize, or did he just, like, just uh, shrug it He kind of just was like, whatever. Yeah, like, it is what it is. That's because like, he used that shit on his team, with his teammates, and they probably never said nothing about it. But he don't know Kyrie. He's right. Yeah, he, he probably just felt it. like, oh, I'm, I can say that to him. No, you can't. And that's a lesson to because we got some international listeners. That's a lesson to y'all. Yeah. Don't just think because you listen because you black and you listen to rap that you in America. Yeah, make don't American make you black. Okay. Let me say that. I promise you right now. If you walk up to me, you Russian, you French, you German, and you say the N word to me, I'm gonna. You about to get twenty one questions, fifty cent. What does that mean to you? What are you talking about? Where are you from? Who are your people? Do people live with? Do you have American cousins? Seriously. Like you better give me a re- a logical reason, because nothing about your country's history is ties to that word. It is not a black universal word. It is an American black word. It's an African American term that we we claim. It is not for you, who your history is just Hitler. Seriously. And schnitzels and sausages and German beer to be talking about that word. You have no past to say that word. You don't. You don't. And Kyrie was kind of like, you don't. Who are you? Like similar, similar. The way I could break it down to you, so it's not to the listeners, so it's not as charged. Some women call each other bitch. Some women will say, "Yo, bitch, mm-hmm. this bitch, whatever." Mm-hmm. Hey, bitch. They say it like the term, not the same thing, because not the same. Yeah. If a girl comes up to me that don't know me and says, "Yo, bitch," it's a problem. Whoa. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> exactly. It's the same concept. Like Kyrie said, you don't know like that. You, When you know somebody, you don't understand the dynamic. You don't understand the rules of our relationship. When I don't know you, you just can't say whatever you want to me. I don't care what past you got. I don't care if you know you're friends with my best friend. You don't call me no bitch. Mm-hmm. You don't call me no nigga. That's how, he say, that's how he says it. I heard, I listened to his interview. He talks like, he's a German accent. Nigga is how they say it in German accent. That's probably, that's, that would have definitely threw me off. I ain't going to lie. That should have definitely threw me off. I like pause. So Kyrie just took his jersey like this. He said, "Take me out." But if you at Wells Fargo, don't call him a nigga. But get in his get in his ear. Yeah, don't, need, need don't, do don't do that. Also, like I said, the last prompt of the bulletin board is um, Restaurant Week, Northern Liberties Northern Liberties Restaurant Week, King of Pressure Restaurant Week, and also Caribbean Restaurant Week through the twenty fourth. And that has been the bulletin board, and that has been episode twenty one. We are and so once again, I am one of your hosts. I am Candace McLean, and we're joined with the Connect Carter Deshaun. And that's been episode twenty one. Stay safe out there. Howie Roseman, Vendetta's coming. Howie Roseman, I better not catch your ass in the street. <laughs> right. And also Prince Philip burning hell. Peace. Oh, peace. <laughs>